Welcome to the Legion Outriders podcast. Your source for the latest Legion news, opinion, and analysis. And now, the Outriders. Hello, Outriders, and welcome to episode 157 of the Legion Outriders podcast. I'm Outrider Matt, and with me today... Hey guys, it's Zane Hot and Frosty Ferguson. Or wait, Matt, what do, you, right. what do you always call me? Hot, hot and tasty. Hot and tasty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Usually not in front of other people, but uh, that, you know we'll we'll, we'll go with that today. Yeah. Uh, so Zane's going to be filling in for Dan today, who's off doing his own side quest adventure with uh, a Chatterpoint episode. Since Ooh. I've been doing Legion recently, he's been doing Shatterpoint, so uh, we're going to doing a little bit of a divide and conquer here. But uh, I was hoping to get uh, Jordan and Luminous uh, gaming today, uh, but we got Zane instead. So, yeah, you know, you settle. <laughs> you settle. No, no, no. Well, I was hoping to get all three of us, but uh, Jordan is actually, he's just started vacation. So he's taken oh. some time off and traveling. So, uh, but so I'm back from Lone Star Open. Zane was, of course, there. And we're going to be chatting about uh, the event in general, some of the games I got. And uh, just thoughts overall, because it was a a really great event. I can't wait to talk about it some more. But before we get started, we'd like to take a second to thank our patrons that make recording and publishing this show possible. And specifically, thank our newest Imperial Outrider level supporter, Micah Joyner. If you're... Thank you for joinering us. Joinering, yeah. And then then he just... uh, He just... It's like I'm subbed right now. Never right. mind. <laughs> if you are enjoying the show and like to support it, head on over to patreon.com slash Legion Outriders. On today's show, well, we got a little bit of uh, Star Wars news, just a little bit. Uh, this is usually I say, Dan, what's in the news? But uh, so I'm going to, Zane, what's in the news? Uh, well, it's uh, 168 days until LVO. So that's. You that's did it. not. <laughs> you did, did You're you welcome, Dan. Really? You're welcome, Dan. <laughs> oh, my. I thought this was going to be the episode. I was going to put you on the spot. You were going to flounder. And I was like, well, I guess we're not going to know. <laughs> oh, well played, sir. I, I doff my hat to you. Which I did just recently get my room booked and everything. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be there. So, oh, man, I should probably look at doing that here soon. Maybe I'll just crash on somebody's couch. But uh, yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, be easier. But uh <laughs> Okay, uh, in other news, we are only, well, as of recording right now, 19 days away from the Ahsoka uh, beginning of that season. So very excited for that. So ready. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's going to be happening. Also, they've announced that they're going to be doing ports for old generation console players. Uh, They're going to be doing some Jedi Survivor ports for PlayStation 4 and uh, Xbox One and probably N64. I don't know. That might yeah. be a little bit too old console. Always. No problem. Yeah. Cartridges. Did you play Survivor? Uh, no, I did not play Survivor yet. No. Nope. I need to get in there and finish that. It's I've kind of been relaxing on the uh, on the whole video game front because one with getting everything ready for LSO and stuff. But it's like yeah, I, I got Diablo 4 and I tried playing that and it was just like it's a great game. Yeah. But. I like I work night shift like I worked last night so I usually play something to stay awake and Diablo has a soundtrack that just kind of like lulls you to sleep and I'm like it's very mellow yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah. every time I play it I fall asleep and it's funny enough I saw an article the other day it said people fall asleep when they play that game and I was like 
Okay, I'm not I got to say it makes me drowsy. It's my late night game. Like I, I, I play that for a little bit because I'm trying to get through the season one stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah that, that's funny. I'm not the only one. Okay, well, yep. thanks for sharing that. <laughs> uh, other news. Apparently, there's going to be a little bit of delay in the Andor production. Not too bad, though, but because of the SAG after uh, strike, which is still going on and totally understandable yep. that uh, they, they started filming back in November. But because of some of the people on strike, they're not able to finish everything out that they need to. But uh, they've got it worked out with the actors that are on strike that they will come back to finish those scenes as soon as everything's resolved, hopefully for the better for everybody. And uh, then they will continue and hopefully see Andor without too much of a delay in production there. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, not a, not a whole lot of stuff going on. We're waiting for Mini Stravaganza coming up here soon. Fun. In which, any any predictions for that one, Zane? I'm just wondering if they're just going to show more of the Genos and stuff. You know, um, yeah. Uh, the uh, Inquisitors and like Clone Force 99. Like, I'm just wondering if they're just going to give us more details on that stuff. Um, and then probably I could see like potentially at the end of that being like, oh, hey. Oh, by the way, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. Here's here's a little something. Here's some Gungans or here's, you know, Jango Fett or Mace Windu. Like, those would be fantastic. Here's the first order. <laughs> the brand new Kylo Ren. Oh, <laughs> in, in in two alternate sculpts with a full helmet and cracked helmet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think I'd go helmet on that one. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> no. So yeah, eagerly awaiting to hear what's going to come out of that. But uh, that will definitely have more details on that when uh, when in, that all happens. But uh, so the Lone Star Open taking place at the Allen Texas Convention Center. Yeah. I flew out there. This is the second time I've attended this event. I, I missed it last year because, uh, you know, it was things happened. You were like in the Galapagos or something, weren't you? Yes. Yeah. When that was going down last year, I was I was literally in the Galapagos uh, snorkeling with uh, white tip reef sharks and stuff. So. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. I remember talking to you about it ahead of time. I was really disappointed you weren't going to make it, but I was like, how could you pass on something like that? <laughs> and then it turns out last second I couldn't go. So, uh, oh. but we got to all go this year and uh, have a bunch of fun. How did this year's turnout compare to the previous? I know. So, because uh, I went to um, the, the one that you were at two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's actually, I think, where we kind of met and hung out and got to know each other was, was that. Yeah, actually, that, I think that was it. That was yeah. the genesis uh, of our bromance. <laughs> and I think, I want to say that tournament had like, it was close to 64. It might have been 32. It was, it was in between. Somewhere definitely in between there. Because I think that was their one of their first Lone Stars. Because Lone Star has only been happening for like a few years now. Like it's still a relatively new... Yeah input in the flg um events and so um so this year we were really trying to push like getting a bunch of people because like when you when you look at the map like a lot of people can go to the west coast stuff because they live on the west coast and a lot of people can go to the east coast stuff because they live on the east coast but in the middle like the colorado guys the 5280 guys like they're they're really the biggest kind of central area that has one of the biggest tournaments going on and so we there's there's like, a few folks in Colorado. I've 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 met maybe one or fifteen of them. 
they're all great guys too. They really are. <laughs> um, and they, uh, and so we, we got to talking about like, we need to make Lone Star, like one of those big central key events that people want to come to because, you know, as far as the FLG events go, like that's, that's it for them, you know, because you have what Gen Con is in what Indianapolis. Yeah. And, uh, so. yeah. and then Adepticon is in Chicago, you know, so like both central kind of areas, but there's nothing really South, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and Dallas is one of those like really key places that like, it's got two airports you can fly into. Um, everything's pretty easy to get around with. Um, so we were really pushing the numbers on this year. Yeah, that's actually something I was going to bring up. It's uh, close to Dallas, but not with the Dallas pricing because it's a little bit north up in Allen. So things are a little bit cheaper, Uh, definitely compared to like Gen Con and uh, all those Adepticons. uh, It got out the door, I think, total with everything. And this is something I turned into like a vacation. I go visit some friends each time, probably about 600 bucks with yeah. hotel and all that. So pretty, that's pretty damn reasonable. Yeah. Uh, as far as that's concerned. Yeah. I know we've spent more on hotels just for a, a weekend at some places. <laughs> yep. Yep. And that's, that's typically what happens. You know, your flights, you know, flight prices, you get them at the right time. You can get a really cheap flight to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like Southwest, you fly in a love field right there in Dallas and usually you can get a Southwest flight for pretty reasonable prices. Oh yeah. No, that's what I did. Yeah. I had a direct flight from uh, my neck of the woods out there. It was, it was pretty awesome, but uh, yeah, the logistically, it makes a lot of sense. I love that frontline uses this as this is their like uh, veterans appreciation, military yeah. appreciation uh, tournament. So they had extra swag for, you know, veterans and stuff. So that was really neat. Yeah. Got to wear a little air force wristband uh, around. So yeah, and they gave you and guys then, like uh, drink tickets. And, yeah, like, we got drink tickets for yeah. it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then they got like you had like a what was it like an FLG like die like a D six that they gave you guys that were yep. like a big fat D six like it was pretty cool. I'll always need to have some sort of points counter, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So how was setting up for the event? I got there kind of late. Everything was already done, uh, so I, I dodged that bullet. But. Uh, <laughs> how to go I, and so these are all the kits that go around traveling uh yeah. from open so i knew a lot of these tables already from lvo yep uh how, how was it uh, setting up for lone star open um it was actually pretty good um flg's done a great great job with uh like our system that we have is like you have the whole box of terrain right and on it they have stickers and it says like uh snow map you know and then it'll like have a little dash and it'll say like uh, snow badlands three and that's a key for their mats that they use to say okay this is we know this is snow terrain and they look at it and they go oh this needs that particular snow badlands three to go with it and so they'll go to their inventory and they'll pull that mat and they'll out. say hey snow big deal here it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. snow problem it's on us um <laughs> So they'll, and so they'll they'll fully put the mat out and then just put the tub of terrain on top of it. So all we have to do is just show oh they it. did that already for you yeah. So they, when they I had get the mats there, out, wow, yeah, nice. the mats are already out on tables and the tubs of terrain are already on there. There was a few that were kind of mismatched, but I would say like out of the like thirty something tables we had, there was like three that we had to like move a box to. You know, like, oh no, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I was like, oh my back, how, why? Um, <laughs> But no, we, we managed to, um, you pop the top off and you just start unloading the terrain like right there. So like that process has gotten so much faster now 
than the like dig through a pile of boxes and go, okay, we need to try and find a map that fits this, you know, and then you go dig through the mm -hmm. map. Mm, which of these fits this terrain best, you know, now it's like, Nope, that one with this one, boom, here you go. Yeah. And, and honestly, props to LJ for kind of steamrolling that process for us yeah. to enjoy now, because I've been on both sides of that equation and it, it sounds like it's way, way better now than things, and but we just need to keep adding tables. So, yeah, well, and, and his system that he's got, he's got going for us has made it possible for guys like me to be able to step in and run an event when needed, you know, like, yeah. there's so when did you get contacted, uh, uh, to come in here? So funny story. Um, so, uh, Patrick, uh, Jeroboam on, um, the discord, um, mm -hmm. we were talking at LVO and he was supposed to be the, um, the EO for this event. And I was like, Hey, I plan on coming. If you want another judge, if you just need help setting up, like whatever, I'll totally be there. No problem. You know? And he was like, okay, cool. Well, <laughs> what he heard was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then, so then a, um, uh, couple weeks go by and he messages me and he's like, Hey, I know you were like looking to help out with LSO. Would you be interested in stepping into a bigger role? Because I have a family reunion that weekend that I cannot get out of. Like I have to Oh, go. wow. Okay. And so he was like, so we need an EO for this. And I was like, I, I have never done that before you know like the most i've done is just help people set up the events you know and make sure things are running smoothly um just kind of behind the scenes stuff i've never been the person like stepping out and being like hey it's me it's a you lot know? easier to assist somebody that knows what they're doing than to be the one that knows what they're doing right <laughs> that is exactly it. and so so i kind of thought about it you know and, and he had told me like a bunch of the guys that had had helped with it prior were kind of just taking a break it seemed this year and so you know his options weren't super open and so i was like all right, let's give it a shot. Let's go. Thank let's you for go. making me your eighth choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, keep going. Oh, there he is. Yep. He mentioned that he might be there. So let's see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so I, I, I stepped into the role and that was probably, I want to say that was in March, like late February, early March that, that, um, that I took that on and started working on it. And immediately it was just like, I was like, what am I supposed to be doing here? You know, like mm -hmm. uh, Jordan uh, Luminous Gaming has um, stepped into LJ's role because right. uh, LJ, our boy, is deployed currently in Kuwait. Um, much love, LJ. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stay safe, LJ. Yep. Um, so Jordan has kind of filled in that position um, stateside since LJ in here, and he's done a fantastic job. He really helped me to, like, figure out how I needed to get the structure going, um, you know, Patrick had a bunch of the resources already. So he was sending me stuff like, here's the stuff from last year. Here's how we can do this, you know? Um, so even though Patrick couldn't be there physically, he was still like giving me support and helping me get things uh, figured out. Um, oh, that's good. Leading well, up from it. the outside looking in, you looked like you were on it. You know, you're sending out the updates and the emails. You had all the prize support ready. The tables look fantastic. The, the event started within like five minutes of the time posted. I think yeah. there was a little bit of a uh, hiccup on the game up leak side of things, but yep. uh, you seem to have it all together, sir. So I guess it's a <laughs> fake it till you make it kind of scenario. I, yes, I, I really appreciate that. Cause definitely it was, so I, I'm an ICU nurse for my career and a lot of ICU nursing is, is task oriented. You know, you have like um, 20 things you have to do in mm. one hour 
and you have to prioritize that stuff in your head. Like, how do I, what am I going to do for this, 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 and this, you know, to make sure things fall into place appropriately. And so that kind of OCD-ness kicked in um, when it came to getting the, the training kicked in. Yeah. <laughs> I've prepared all my life for this moment. <laughs> um, and so I, uh, I, I just kind of went into that mode of like, okay, here's what I got to do. I got to get it done, you know, and just started tasking things out and, um, I'm glad it, it, everybody seemed, told me, it seemed like it ran really smooth. Um, it yeah. was great. My, uh, uh, my little brother, um, Nathan came out to help me out yeah. with checking everybody in. You know, that was one thing that like I delegated to him to like, Hey, here's how a game up like works. This is all you got to do, you know? Um, and so it made it uh, super, super fast, uh, for everybody as he was checking them in and I was doing other stuff. So. Which was uh, especially awesome because apparently he doesn't actually really play Legion. He just does some yeah. of the TTS stuff. So we need to apply more social pressure to get him into the game because he's yes. an awesome yes. dude. Yeah. And, um, and he's, yeah. he's definitely interested in, in, in playing more. Um, he went Good. to, uh, he lives up in Denton, Texas. And so he's, um, uh, he, he was, I think he went to like the Reaper miniature store up there. Um, and they have like a Legion night. So he's got, He's got on there, and so I think he's going to try and start showing up and seeing if he can learn and, and figure out what to do. That's awesome. So uh, who did you rope in for judges on this one? Oh, I got some awesome judges. Um, Patrick was sending me um, uh, great suggestions. Um, first on the list was uh, Zach uh, Herbula, um, Floor of the Dwarf, um, Cat in a Lettuce Hat um, on Discord. <laughs> uh, he we were like immediately like he's got to be our like main go-to guy and it worked out because zach had already um secured a world invite a world's invite so he didn't oh good okay have to worry because i because that's one thing i didn't want i didn't want people who were local that like could compete at a high level if we were going to be a world open qualifier because we didn't know at the time we were going to be one i didn't want them to miss out on an opportunity you know like that was kind of one of the conflicts I was having, you know, do I bring someone in from out of state, you know, and have them stay in the room in a hotel that, you know, I could get from FLG. How am I going to do this? And, um, and immediately Patrick's like, Oh no, Zach's already got his invite. Like he's good to go. Like we can go with him. And it was like, perfect. Oh, Zach. And great. so Zach, <laughs> Zach was kind of falls awesome. into your lap like that. Yeah. Zach was super awesome. He's very intuitive with the rules. Um, yeah. very on, on point with it. So, um, and then we're like, okay, who do we, who do we get for a second? You know, um, just in case we need a second. And in my mind, if, if worse came to worse, I don't want people to come all the way to Texas and they'd be like, oh, cool. I got a first round buy. I flew all this way to just sit, you know, like I'm, I'm not a fan of that. If you come to play Legion, I want you to be able to play. Um, sure. Yes, you're still get that first round buy, but you're still going to have an opportunity to play with somebody. So I wanted another judge that I could, you know, have on hand that, could judge if everything was cool, but if we needed a filler, would also be okay with jumping in. Um, and uh, Zach and Patrick both suggested uh, Ethan Judd, um, who was a solid, solid consular for us um, that weekend. He actually did jump in one game um, uh, to play a guy because we had some drops um, on day. Was it day two? Probably day two. Yeah, I don't think they're... I didn't hear about too many drops on day one, but day two no, for the redemption no, bracket especially. Yeah, and so he, he jumped in on day two to, to play with a... Um, I think it was Travis Posey. Um, jumped in to play with him just so he wasn't just sitting around for, uh, you know, a whole match. And um, and he easily jumped to that. And then Zach and I were able to um, run the floor counseling and worked out really smooth. So 
Yeah, I need to real quick correct you on that. You you called them consulars, but I yeah. believe it's consular. Yeah, that, that's it. Consulars. Oh yeah, you gotta make it really, really over the top foppish. You know? Which is actually like everybody that I've talked with has agreed that that is actually a great change because oh, yeah. we, were, we were right next to the forty k guys and they're yelling judge often. And to hear someone yell, why? I, I wonder why that is. <laughs> yeah. To hear someone yell, judge, and be like, don't have to worry about it. But then you hear someone yeah. yell, consular, and it's like, yep, that's us. You know, and like, that, you just, that's yeah. us. It was, it was so helpful. No, I think uh, every, every Legion event out there should adapt that. And honestly, other game systems will have to come up with one for uh, Shatterpoint or something. Shatter Master. <laughs> bring me the judge that says bad yeah all right um but yeah and then um and then we had um david zelenka um come out um endless uh, did the streaming for us for the event, yeah um which he has now migrated over to youtube from twitch because twitch has had issues with yeah stuff. they have very yeah. very very much an issue um so he's now pulled over to youtube um, and I think throughout the weekend, he was like the first day he was pulling about a hundred ish people, um, for matches. And then day two, he was pulling around 200, close to 200. Um, yeah. and then his traffic, he said he was getting like, I think upwards in the thousands of people like coming through and watching like average watch time is around 30 minutes. So it was like, that's pretty good tuning in when they can to see what's going on and, you know, right. going on with their day. That's yeah. fantastic. Especially when you change platforms like that, uh, yeah. that could be a real nightmare, but he is out there putting in all that work to, you know, make sure we got that nice high quality streaming going out for people to be able to watch in and see what's going on. He does a great job, you know, keeping things, friendly in the chat as yeah. best he can yeah. he's a great his setup has continued to it's like it's like watching a dragon ball z episode of like every episode like goku goes another level like that's yeah. david with his setup yeah he's never going to reach his final form because yeah, he no. just keeps going yes yeah he totally does but like he is he is controlling cameras he is getting angles he is watching the chat he's responding to the chat he's listening to the player audio responding when a pro like there's so much that david controls behind the scenes mm -hmm. that like people don't see him actually working on it is it is crazy like you watch people walk the event and they come up and they see him streaming and they're just like wow look at all yeah this. you know seriously um and he's i mean like he got a new trust system this time he's got like a joystick controller for his his um ptz cameras i mean it's just like it's phenomenal the guy the guy knows what he's doing and he's he's eager to learn and expand every time like he wants every event every next event to be better than the one he just did. Yeah. You got to love that kind of motivation and drive for that because we all get to benefit as a community for it. Exactly. And you guys need to go support him on Patreon to keep that going and pushing his content because the more support he gets there, the more he can do, the more events he can go to. Did I hear that he was uh, going to be possibly rebranding? Has he decided on that? I actually should have asked before we started. And I'm not completely sure. slipped my mind till just now, but yeah, yeah he's, moving away from uh he's i think it is because he doesn't want to make he will we were chatting and he wants to make sure there isn't going to be any copyright issues but it's still under yabin base right now yeah but uh look for a possible change in the future yeah but it will still be the same awesome awesome uh production coming out of there but uh okay so we had two days set up 
Uh, we had the main grand championship. What was the actual name of the event for first day? Uh, so it's funny. It actually went through a couple of reiterations. The yeah. first one I tried to call it was the Lone Star Legion Showdown. And, <laughs> and then we got world qualifier status. And so it was just the Lone Star Legion World Open Qualifier 2023. Oh, the Lador <laughs> Yeah. Yep. No. <laughs> Yeah, you got to make sure you can speak Klingon to, to announce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, you bring shame upon our ancestors. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so that was the main heat event. And basically it was a single elimination. Effectively, it was a Swiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was going to be going over six rounds. But basically, uh, if you had a loss because we had how many, how many players at the end of the day? I think we only had a couple that didn't show up. Yeah, so when we so we had sold around seventy five tickets, um, mm-hmm. and we had sixty two people show up um, to day one. Um, so a little bit of attrition there, you know. But I know a lot of people last minute aren't able to make it out, and things come up, you know. So yeah. it is. It is. Um, Been so there, two, which actually worked out pretty well because last minute we had to pivot from doing two days of just full round, like six rounds of Swiss, you know, with a cut to the top person, to having to do a cut from day one to then do like a top top eight cut for the next day and that's just yeah, because yeah. we got the world qualifier status that amg was asking us to do a top cut in that manner and so that's why we had to kind of like literally in the last month and a half after they announced that we had to like okay how are we going to adjust this because i want players to keep playing i don't want you know now that we have essentially a knockout day like i don't want people to be like well i lost my first game i'm out of here you know like don't need to come right. back today or tomorrow um, and so I was, I was really trying to figure out what we could do. And I was like, well, redemption brackets, always the best, you know, and leave it open. People can show up day two, play whatever they want, like just have fun with it. Um, and so we, we did that, but we went with, uh, just a three round Swiss, um, that first day and having 62 players, let us only do three rounds instead of having to cut for a shadow round, um, and make people stay later, which was nice. Because it ended up, it's still a long day of gaming without adding in, yeah, a shadow round at the end. But uh, yeah, things got going. Again, it's a nice big convention area. It's not as big as like, uh, overall, this uh, isn't as big as like the Las Vegas Open. So we're all kind of in that one big room, which is nice, but very well lit uh, for the area. So uh, nice event center. But uh, I'm going to talk about some of the opponents I had. And let me start out by saying, Every single one of these players was an absolute gem. Like I have, I've made new friends on this one and I am so happy. I got the, uh, the play I got into, I was bringing my, my old standby (laughs) double T 47, double ATRT, you know, rebel troopers, Gideon, all that kind of stuff. Uh, because I really haven't had time to play with any other list. So I was like, it did fine last time, two years ago. Clearly it's going to be just as well this time. (laughs) Well, until you played me. That yes yeah that's right we we played that very last game and my my brain was still kind of oozing out of my yeah. head yeah. at that point that was a, that was a lot of fun though but uh something i learned about the texas meta is they like to bring vehicles there were a lot of vehicles of course we've got the uh uh the tempest battle force now out there there was a couple of those uh we'll talk about some of the more interesting lists we said but there was a couple of ewoks out there Mm-hmm. There yep. were three droid players. Was that is that right? Three yeah, CIS. Yeah. Three, three. I played CIS. two of them. <laughs> yeah. Did you really? You played two of them. I played two of the three. 
So my first round was Jordan. Right. Uh, right. It was funny. We were chatting before the event. And it was like, oh, we got to play each other. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be great? And I thought maybe you overheard us because lo and behold, we get the pairings and uh, oh, no. old, old Captain Archer and Luminous Gaming going at it on yep. uh, to start out. Yep. I was like, dude, I couldn't be happier about this because yeah. I haven't been to a tournament in probably over a year to play. Yeah. So it was it was very, very cool to it has a great way of pairing people that like the people want, you know, like especially when it, it comes to like top pairings, you just you hit that like top pairing and you're like, this is what everybody wanted. Like we don't have to there's no like because you don't adjust anything really unless you're you know you accidentally played against somebody, but like you just leave it the way it is and it just has this miraculous way of being like Oh, you wanted to play your friend from across the country that you've never played with? Oh, how convenient! Here you are. Uh, it's really amazing when it works out. A little, little bit of Freaky Friday kind of stuff. Yes, but I will absolutely take it. So uh, Jordan was one of the uh, three CIS players, and uh, speaking of which, has also inspired me. I am going to be pivoting since I was looking for a new list to build after this. Uh, I'm going to be going CIS again. It's been a while Ooh. since I played it, so I'm very excited to start working on that. I mean, Austin Miller's got a, got away with it, so it's it's a viable thing. So yeah, I'm not doing that. I don't want a successful list. You know, that's too much pressure. <laughs> and shout out to the boys from Florida. Holy cow! Oh, yeah. What a great group of people, yep. and uh, they had a hell of a time out there. I mean, all yep. the those top names you see up there, probably Florida. Yep, yep, that's very true. But uh, okay, so Jordan had Night Sister Two, Electric Cat Boogaloo was the name of his <laughs> list. And uh, he had a bunch of V1s. He had some Magna Guard. Uh, and then, of course, we have Asajj and Cad Bane and a T-Series in there. And it was a lot of fun. I was... It should have been a closer game than it was. I felt It felt close, and then things started coming off the card. I made some bad plays because, you know, rusty. And uh, But, man, it was a great warm-up. We had an absolute blast. Uh, that dude is fired up for LVO. I can't wait to see what oh. he does with it. But, man, he was like, okay, I'm going to go check all these bins. We're going to make sure all the terrain's good. And he's, like, already eye on the prize this far out. So yep. I'm very, very excited to be working with him on that. Uh, but, yeah, I had a lot of fun. So fun thing about t- uh, the day one for me, every single game was breakthrough. I went three for three on breakthrough. Oh, goodness. Was it? I have no idea how that happened. I giggled to myself every single time. I was like, oh, land speeders, this will be fun. (laughs) Spoiler, it was not. (laughs) (laughs) Every single time I thought this is going to be the one. But anyways. Uh, But yeah, so we played that. Uh, Round two, we had a gentleman named Jake. And this was... I, I don't like to be one of those guys that say I should have won this game but I probably should have won this game. I was chucking so many dice. Uh, So he was playing Republic, Anakin Skywalker, Clone Commander Cody, Phase 1 Troopers, Phase 2 Troopers, a Saber tank. And uh, yeah, I was a little worried about the Saber because, you know, it's tough. And then, of course, Anakin's no uh, cheese ball. I was able to nuke the Saber tank off the board, like, really fast. Yeah, I got very lucky with some rolls. And then yeah. he proceeded to save every single damn wound ever uh, that I threw at Anakin. I think I pushed through maybe 15 wounds 
and I just could not kill him. He had a couple of medics that was helping him out, but still, yeah. it was just like one of those things. I just need you to die, and I can win right now. Please, right. please just die. Yeah. And I think we actually ended up tying on the breakthrough scenario on that one, and then, but he had, I literally had only killed one. There, there was another one. It was Sergeant Steve scenario. I shot after shot poured into this one trooper so he wouldn't be able to score, and I just couldn't kill him. Could oh. not do it. I can't fault it. Dice are going to dice, but man, yep. it was, it was a really fun game and a very, very nice dude. Uh, so for those keeping track, I'm Owen two right now on, on the breakthrough. So, but luckily round three, this is the redemption. Yep. And we went Owen three. So no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, another very, very sweet guy. This was from, uh, Texas. Uh, name was Cy. Is this? Cy? Yeah. Cy Alford. Yep. Uh, he was playing, this was my other droid op- opponent, but he, <laughs> the name of his list is it ain't easy being a droid. I think a better name was who does this? <laughs> what kind of human are you? <laughs> uh, he must've been like, when he saw my list, just kind of just drooling a little, just salivating. So nice. So anyways, super tactical droid. He had Kraken out there. Uh, B1s uh, with E5Ss. Uh, yeah, he had some repair bots in there. Magna Guards, because Magna Guards. Two dwarf spider droids with ion cannons and an AAT. And my oh. airspeeders kind of peed a little. And uh, yeah, I-, I gave it my best shot. It was funny because, so again, breakthrough, but we had Long March on this one. This is the one with Long March, right? Let me double check. Uh, Yeah, I think so. He didn't move a damn inch. He just stayed on the line. I was like, oh, man, if I can get one person through, you know, it's good. Nope. (laughs) Not even close. You just shoot you out of the air as you came flying. Oh, oh, yeah. It was I was trying to be cagey and hold them back and like push the rest of my forces and then fly the T-47s up. And it was just it was not happening. It was a freaking shooting gallery. And I was like, well, that's fair. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) if there is a list that I could have chosen not to go and having two spider droids and an AAT in there. Uh, it was definitely be at the top. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. So pressure's off. Uh, I'm clearly not in contention for the, uh, the continuance of day two. So we got into the redemption bracket. Yeah. And let's see, who did we have? Uh, so this, this was actually a really fun one. These guys. Yeah. They were from Texas also. Very nice. A guy named Kevin, who, so if Cy could have picked his list in mind to go against, if I could have picked Kevin's list to play against me, I couldn't have asked for anything better. So this was my one victory for for the event. And it was units I'm used to playing against. So we had Iden Versio, Imperial Officer Boba Fett, Shore Troopers, Mortars, uh, a unit of stormtroopers, medical droids, inferno squad, scout troopers, like crits. That's what he—that's what he's yep. got for impact. And yep. he had actually been taking impact stuff, and he had dropped it because he wasn't running into armor. Yep. And then I showed up, and <laughs> I was like, "Oh, so small unit count, special forces guys that uh, don't have natural impact, really, other than Boba Fett's, you know, rocket." Yeah. 
here we go. <laughs> and uh, dude, he put up a fight, but it was kind of a foregone conclusion, uh, which is funny because he was there with his dad, uh, yep. who was playing Empire. Here are. Yeah. So guess who I got to play in the next round? Yeah. <laughs> old, old Papa Rubis came in. Yeah, he did. So uh, Ty and dude, I was so happy to play this guy because he's he's a, a bit older gentleman. He's in his mid 60s. And but I love to see older guys in events like this because it's not too long before I'm going to be one of those guys. So the more, the more old people we get in there, the great, greater, (laughs) but super fantastic attitude. We had a lot of fun just chatting about, he's been, you know, a war gamer for years, but uh, he was doing Tempest force. He had bikes and ATSTs and And I killed a couple of the ATSTs, but he had pivoted his list because he'd played the day prior with Tempest Uh and he'd done three, three ATSTs. And like one unit of uh, uh, stormtroopers, and I think like two just naked scout troopers, and then like um, I think a Becky, and that was it. And yeah. so he ran that the day prior, and so he he pivoted to what he played against you uh, that second day. Nice, uh, and he did a great job at it. Uh, this is one we had bombing runs, so I was very excited to play something different, <laughs> and. He had his bikes. They all had the bombs. I had my two T-47s and like some random Chud trooper squad trying to huff it on out there. And of course, they got shot down. So he was able to detonate all his in time. But it was so much fun doing it. And uh, that was uh, probably the captain of my weekend. I was like, hey, Zane, I will be dropping now. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, day two, there was one more round to go. But uh, I was I felt like I'd gotten my money's worth. And uh honestly was looking to help start packing up tables so we could get out of there and then go to dinner, which we did. But uh, that was my experience. And I know a lot of people had a lot of some of the calls. I was, I was kind of keeping tabs with the judges. Uh, They had some interesting calls, but no, no contentious, like, like no arguments or anything as far as I could tell. Yeah, No. And I, and I'll be honest, like I'm not the most rules intuitive. Um, Zach and Ethan were definitely my like go-to they were sharp. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because like, as I'm playing, I just kind of play, but it, like, if I get asked a question then I'm like, uh, what? what? <laughs> put you on the spot, huh? Put that slower in English. Yeah. And so, <laughs> um, so I, I definitely got one or two calls just wrong, but I immediately like, like, as I said, I was like, this is the way I think it is. Let me just double check. And I would just go to Zachary and be like, look, this happens, this happens. And I'd be like, Oh no, no, it's this. And I'd be like, Perfect. Okay. Yeah. And I'd go back to them and I'd do it quick. So I'd be like, the players weren't like several moves in and I'd be like, Hey, retcon that. This is actually what it is. I apologize. And they'd be like, Oh, cool. All right. And they just make it work. Um, yeah. I also kind of made it a thing knowing that I wasn't um, that rule savvy that like, cause a lot of, a lot of tournaments, it's like, if you, if you have a call happen and you don't like it, you can appeal. And then the EO comes over and they're like, Oh, this is nope. This is the way it is. This is final. I kind of made a rule that was like, I can do that, but I can also retcon myself on that. But mm. if the two judges of Zach and Ethan come together and they rule the same on, on something that's, that's final for sure. That's, that's what stands. Okay. Yeah. So that way, like if I was occupied, you know, and they, you know, Zach went to Ethan or vice versa, then they could be like, Nope, this is the way it is. That's final. 
there's no appeal with it. And that seemed to work out that work out pretty well. Yeah, the best part was that you actually announced that in the player meeting beforehand. So we all knew that was the expectation if there was going to yeah. be anything like that. Did did we even get any calls like that that needed to have the uh, meeting of the minds? Um, not really. And, and most uh, of the time, the ones that we would have something like that happen, they would just come together and be like, hey, it's kind of the same thing. Like, hey, this is the way this interacts, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. That's the way this works. Okay, cool. Or if they were like, no, it's actually this way, then they would immediately like start looking it up, you know, and, and go to the forums or go to the rules and be like, oh, nope, yep, here it is, you know. And the players themselves, I mean, you guys were all great. Many guys actually had printed out uh, rule books and like they were like, oh, no, like here's this, you know. And like I saw many guys like looking it up on their phone. Like, I don't know. Here's here's on the rules forum, you know. Yeah. Um, and so like you guys as players did a great job of just policing yourselves and like figuring stuff out on your own, which, which is awesome. And like, I definitely want to, don't want to take away from like y'all playing, you know, like the time it takes you to like do something. But in the same instance, like if we don't know what it is either, we're going to be looking it up and spending that same amount of time. So, you know, you can always like call a counselor over and then look it up while we're, while we're coming over. Cause maybe you pull it up and be like, Oh cool. Here it is. You know? And we just go, Oh yep, No, that's the way it is. Perfect. Yeah, and I think it worked out great. And like you said, everybody seemed to have a really good attitude about it, and yeah. uh, no, no, no heartburn or issues from that. So I think that's the hallmark of a well-run and uh, awesome community. So yeah. Yep. yeah, hats off to everybody that was there and participating yep. and just having a great time. So how did it end up with the finals? From your point of view, were you keeping tabs on it very much? I was to a degree. Um... I definitely was like super surprised that four rebelists made it in um, to the top eight. Um, that the, was amazing. The Ewok list run by uh, Neil Junko was probably the biggest surprise, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but Neil has been kind of proxying working with playing with Ewoks for what I understand was a little bit now. Smart. Uh, he's been he's been building that log trap for a while, waiting to spring yes. it on people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, step in it. Step over here. Yeah, like dang, dangling a piece of bacon, you know, over the net. Um, and so, uh, so he actually he actually wound up uh, on day one his final match. Uh, he was two and zero, and Kyle Dornbos was two and zero, and they got paired together. Oh um, yeah. Final like who's moving on to the top eight kind of thing. You know, and, and of course, like you see those names and, and Neil's a great guy. He's, he's well known in his community. Um, but on a bigger stage, you know, people see Kyle's name like, oh, Kyle's going to win that game. But it was like Kyle said it was like one of the like more tougher games that he's had because they both played a very cagey. Um, I think they were playing Recover the Supplies and they both oh. did this kind of like, you know, toilet bowl around each other, like trying to take pot shots and like, um Neil was positioned really well with his Ewoks that like Kyle couldn't just jump in and grab the box because then he would just immediately get assaulted by like 40 Ewoks. Um, <laughs> so was, I, I watched the game a little bit and it was very thematic. Like you'd walk over and you, you see all these like Ewoks with spears just like give them, you know, like waiting, waiting behind cover for something to spring out and then just like poke it to death. Waiting uh, for the do, 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 do charge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so, so Kyle actually, he wound up uh, uh, losing that game and Neil moved on. Um, and from what I could tell, Neil was playing Caesar, who, um, who was the top Gar player um, that weekend. He was running um, Yoda Chewy, I believe. Um, and he was doing really, really well with it. Um, but Neil got knocked out in that, that first round matchup in the top eight. 
Um, but it sounded like it was, it was fairly close. He definitely like afterwards was like, man, I know what I could have done to like help mitigate that. But, you know, there's just a lot to have to chew through um, with Gar fire supporting stuff. So, um, but yeah, I mean, all those guys played excellent matches. They were all super, super kosher with each other. Nobody had any like sweaty, like, no, you have to move this. And oh my God, we're running out of time. Like everybody was just like, Yep, cool. We're all playing on pace. We all know what's going on. Um, it also helped that we utilize chess clocks. Um, for those yeah, clocks. I'm very happy to see those. And it's one of those things. People are very surprised when they never played chess clocks before and they play it for the first time and they finish a match and they look over and they're like, I still have 40 minutes left on my clock, you know? And it's like, that's the pace you could play at when you just make your decision and you don't like, stick around waiting for forever you know um and so personally it kind of keeps the momentum going but you can also if you do have spare time you can slow down like okay i'm gonna spend a few minutes you know thinking about this turn here if it's gonna be real pivotal yeah i I like that yeah because if you if you're if you're turn zeroing fast and you're deploying fast and like you're getting through like that it was like first one or two rounds three rounds you know you're like okay boom you're setting up move, for those move, 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 move. <laughs> yeah then it's like then you can play those like four five six like with some thought and some intensity rather than just like gotta got a position got a position you know and then like four five six you can like really spend your time you're like okay what card am i playing how am i moving this here how's he gonna move um and so i, I i'm a big proponent of chess clocks um in general just it makes people make decisions faster um and, and get moving quicker um like i said most players finished in the top eight and they were like wow i had so much time left and i was like yeah 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 i think there was only one game yeah my last game uh went to time but yeah. that was only because we were just bsing so yeah <laughs> that we was really, really on us <laughs> we really only had a few games and i'd say a few like maybe two three at the most that actually went to like hard dice down mm. uh, most people when we hit that overtime they were wrapping up as we were yeah. hitting overtime which we had a lot of new players show up um to this event a lot of people were like this is my first thing um first big event i've ever done and so yeah. they did i mean players did a great job um with with policing their time on that um but yeah that f- the the final final matchup um florida man versus florida man um, <laughs> No matter who wins, everybody loses. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think I jumped on stream and I was like, we have tall Florida man versus small Florida man. <laughs> you know, there's like, what, six, three or something like that. Yeah, he's, t- think, he's tall dude. Yeah. And I think Michael's like, uh, he's probably close to like 5'10", 5'11". Um, yeah. So I was like, um, but they, they know each other. Um, I think they've played against each other um, before. And so um, it's always nice to get a finals matchup or just any matchup on stream where people know each other because mm-hmm. David utilizes a um, microphone system. Um, so that way you're no longer trying to guess what the players are doing or what they're saying. Now you can hear them. And so he just comments off of what they're saying. So when you get friendly matchups like that, there's so much more like talking that goes on and joking and it's much more lighthearted. And I think it helps show people like this is competitive Legion, but people are having fun with it. You That's know? it. That's it. That is so it, right? Yeah. You don't have to like sweat your brains out and get super upset about like, it's a game. We're all just here having fun playing Star Wars miniatures, you know, and, and matches like Austin and Michaels is, is one that like, I think utilizes and shows that so, so well. Um, 
you know, just, just yeah. having a good time helping each other with calls. Like Hats off for the uh, excellent sportsmanship. And there was literally hundreds of dollars on the line with this game. Yeah. So the, it's not like there was no stakes because yeah. I believe this world invite came with uh, the airplane ride and hotel stay. Yep. So, yep. Yep. So even though Austin had, um, has won, that was his third FLG event to have won this oh year. Oh my God, Austin, give it a rest. <laughs> right. Um, we were, we were joking earlier. We we're like, okay, we don't need to figure out like how to nerf CIS or whatever. Like, we need to figure out how to nerf Austin Miller. Yes. Uh, which he told us at dinner the other night, apparently it would be uh, bringing his grandmother to events. Um, <laughs> apparently she's, she's, uh, she'll, she'll just speak her mind. And I'm like, maybe that's it. Maybe we fly Austin's grandma <laughs> out to the next big event he's at and just post her up at the table he's at. And she'll just, you know, come on over me, ma. Here yep, we go. <laughs> yep. So maybe that's, maybe that's Austin, Austin's kryptonite at this point. We'll, we'll have to see. <laughs> Oh man, that seems like a long way to go, but definitely some psychological advantage could be had in the, in the future. Yep. Uh, but yeah, other than that, you had some amazing prize support. So we had a lot of vendors that were chipping in to make it awesome. Uh, Zane was going around between rounds and we had raffle tickets going out, uh, for the end of, uh, end of the event raffle. Uh, let me tell you something, Mr. Zane. I thought the clouds has opened and like a sunbeam had rained on me. Uh, the one game I won, so there was a blue ticket and a red ticket, depending on your whether yeah. won or lost. So I got my one blue ticket for my one win, and the digits on that were seven seven seven. I was like, "This is it! I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna win big on this one." <laughs> Turns out it's all a bunch of crap, but <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bunch of hokey. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but no, there were some awesome prizes. There was like, uh, what? There was a Shatterpoint box set. There was yeah. So uh, yeah. So I prize support for me is one of those things that like people love showing up and getting cool swag, you know, and and going and be like, this oh, is yeah. what I got at that tournament. Um, I really think LJ set the precedent with that. Um, at uh, was that LVO twenty twenty? That was the first major event yeah. that I went to where I got the um, uh, tokens, the uh, poker chip order tokens. Speaking of, if I could just interject real quick. Yeah. So I had a mishap in my luggage on the way back and some, because I was not thinking it through, I had packed some of my toiletries in with my army case that I had packed in. Cause there was a little bit of room. Yeah. Uh, apparently there was enough pressure differential that, that my, uh, body wash just kind of exploded in my case and like all my cardboard got drowned, oh. but all the tokens I got from the event, they're fine. I was able to rinse them off. So oh my gosh. I got to find some new suppression three tokens. Oh. <laughs> Uh, could have been much worse. I've just got extra me, clean army now. You can suppress me, but I'll smell good going down. <laughs> is that Irish Spring? What's going on? <laughs> wow, this uh, this table got really fresh all of a sudden. <laughs> well, I've heard about clean play, but this is maybe going a bit too far. All right. Um, yeah. So, uh, so price. So, I, so I'm I'm big on like trying to get price support. Uh, I want players to walk away with a bunch of cool stuff and be like, "Hey, that event was worth the money flying out there, the drive time, the hangout time, like everything. Like this was so cool. Even if you went, um, you know, wind up last place, like I still want people to walk away and be like, I'm glad I showed up to play. This was still a ton of fun. Um, and so from the get go, I started like reaching out to people. Um, Turbo Dork. Um, mm-hmm 
fantastic, fantastic paid company. They're actually based, I think they're in Austin, Texas. Yeah. Um, yeah. They do the, the really nice uh, metallic paint that I yes, like. So, yes. So I, I, I've kind of gotten to become friends with, uh, Greg, one of the guys, uh, he's oh, cool. the, the main, main guy who owns it and has got it going. Um, and I, I've reached out to him and I was like, Hey, look, this is what we have going on. I'm running this event. Um, and I'd like to get some like painting competition prize support. Um, and he was like, yeah, what are you thinking? And I was like, I don't know, like just some couple bottles for like first, second, third of each category. He hooked us up with first. So we had three different categories of painting. There was single base, mini, uh, unit or vehicle, and then full army. Mm-hmm. And we had first, second, third for each of those. He gave us first place for each one, got six paints with a silicone palette. Um, so that was three of those. Second place got four paints and then third place got two paints. And then he gave us, um, uh, a, a pack like i think it was like a six or eight pack of paint with a palette for um first place overall the entire tournament so austin got oh, like nice a whole like pack of turbo dork uh color shift paints and stuff and like their paints are fantastic um and then they gave us uh he sent us a hat um a turbo dork hat which i gave to um the person who had the most like color pop in their army like just a lot of different colors going on that just like really bright and vibrant because turbo dork has nice all their stuff is really bright and vibrant like that. Mm-hmm. If you walk by their booth at all, you always, you see their stuff and you're like, Oh, that's cool looking. Cause it just catches your eye. And um, I think it was Mitchum was the one that we gave uh, that hat to because he had an army that was just like color pop. Like it was like, dude, this hat is you like this works. And it works out because he was a hat guy. So it totally, he totally. Hey. Um, so, so big thanks to turbo dork for, for sending us that. And I had reached out to um, army painter. Um, they have like a form that you can fill. It just says like, Hey, I'm doing this event. Um, you know, is it possible to get some prize support? And as the, since they're a bigger company, like they get a lot of those requests in. And so I was kind of sure. like, if I get something great, if not, like it's cool. Um, they got back to me and they were like, yeah, here's, here's a wet palette. Here's a um, pack of our um, speed paint set. And then a couple of uh, painting manuals. And so I was like, well, cool. Well, we'll use these as like, you know, our, our, our honorable mentions, the ones that we really liked that were close, you know, um, it actually worked out. We gave, the speed paint set to uh josh cook because he speed painted his ewoks um and he had a full he because him, him and his dad brian um they played brian played ewoks and he had those things fully painted fully based everything because beautiful he, well here's your speed paints man because you speed painted the heck out of those ewoks so congratulations well, well great this would have been awesome like a couple of weeks ago but <laughs> He's like, don't eat those anymore. Now, <laughs> in the world, yeah. Congrats, eBay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, huge shout out to Army Painter for sending his stuff and concerning us because um, I know they get a lot of requests. Um, oh, and that's then, cool. Yeah, and and so that was like that was just paint support, right? Like that's not even everything else. And it, it's quality stuff because obviously you're not going to be going to like the Reaper D and D figs paints that they have and say, yes. hey, could you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we shellac this on there? No. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so then, so I was like, okay, cool. Painting stuff is secure because I'm a huge hobby. I love the hobby. I love painting. I love people bringing stuff in. And like, guys, I encourage you, like everybody looks at their stuff and they go, I don't paint that great. Like I've seen what's over there. There's definitely, you never know. Like mm-hmm. just throw yourself on the, it doesn't, it doesn't cost you anything. No one's going to be like, Oh my God, he painted, he painted his Luke Skywalker with a, a purple lightsaber. No one's going to care. If anything, someone's going to look at me like, Hey, that's unique. That's kind of cool. I like the way this is done, you know? Um, so if there's ever a painting competition at any event, 
put your stuff on there. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, if you don't win, cool, whatever. It is what it is. You're still playing. But if you win something, awesome. You know, I'd love to see that become a trend, just uh, getting yeah. more armies up there. If people see yeah. like people just putting it out and like, oh, well, I think mine's probably better than that. Let me go and put mine up there kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was I was legit jealous for the painting prices. I would have loved some of that, but because John painted most of my stuff, I don't feel right putting in for judging. So, that's fair. That's but that's you, okay. With the CIS, it's going to be all done by me. So. Boom! There you go. And it's yeah, worth so it's going up. Um, yeah. So that that was just painting. Um, so then I needed stuff for players. I wanted stuff for people showing up. I wanted to try and give stuff out most of the rounds. Um, you know, cool, unique things. I reached out to, um, my friend Rose Harmer with, uh, fire and ash. They have a whole company that, um, the biggest thing they make is like D and D like dice towers. So it's like a book. It looks like a legit book, but it's made out of actual wood and it, it like folds open and then it has like a dice tower that stands up in it and you can roll your dice and it's like in the book. Um, and you can like store, like there's spaces for like, if you have your minis, if you want to put notes in there, like it's super, super cool. So it's a pop-up book you can actually use and, you know, yes. play games with that. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And they'll, they'll, uh, they do a lot of customization for like the cover of this book. So you can put a lot of different things on it. So they have just a great, great, um, great business. Um, she actually made, uh, her and, um, Lucas made my, um, token holder it's an old cigar box that they um i sent them one of each token that i wanted to put in there and mm -hmm. he mapped it out and put like a um a nice like vinyl like green vinyl floor on the bottom of it and then put this like wooden grid that he made set it in there and that's where all my tokens sit in and it looks awesome um opening it up people are like oh that's really cool um so I reach out to them and they got us um deployment markers for everybody it said lso 2023 with a little like um, Texas star on it. Um, they really yeah, nice. use the crap out of those during the event because man, some of those deployments be wacky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, and, and I initially like I had got enough for everybody to have six, but I had ordered enough in case we had a bunch of players. And so we had a bunch of extras. So I think everybody got eight, eight deployment markers. Yeah, and cool. these are like nice solid wood, like, and then she uh, hot glued felt on the bottom of them. So like, they don't slide around on the mat. And they're easy to see. Um, so those are super awesome. It was a so, great help during all those breakthrough matches I had. So <laughs> <laughs> I knew they wouldn't be sliding too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So big shout out to, to Rose and Fire and Ash for, for getting those to us because I know the players absolutely loved them. I thought they were really cool. Um, mm -hmm. Then I also uh, I reached out to uh, Jay Schlansky um, with the 5th Trooper. Um, I was trying to get some custom... Um, just generic uh command cards made you know i was like mm -hmm. this was uh flg's like big military appreciation i wanted some kind of cool military theme you know that like kind of showed the event you know um some military appreciation and so I, I i knew jay was an artist and he has you know uh, incredible skill with creating um cards like that and so i reached out to him and then like he of course was like oh yeah i can also print these for you too and i was like dude a twofer like let's do it <laughs> so yeah collaborated with him and he made these awesome awesome military appreciation you know like uh like world war ii propaganda posters I oh say. yeah yeah that's okay yeah those are fantastic yeah uh, i like those a lot yeah it's ones it's like it's got like uh, uh 
like a stormtrooper helmet and it's like support mm-hmm. your empire, you know, and it's got like some cool stuff. The one I like, I think is the, I think it's the assault or push one. And it's got like four or five, like T 47s, like flying up the card. Um, and it's like support the rebel cause or something like that. And it's, it's such a cool looking card. Um, but uh, he made those for us. He also sent us, um, fifth trooper makes these cool, uh, military appreciation tokens um, order tokens. And so, um, so he, he sent eight of those. And so what I did is as everybody checked in, I checked to see who was military. Um, I made a record of that on my phone. And then I personally, at the end of day one went through Zach and I went through and I picked out the top eight military players, like where those guys have landed once the dust settled after day one. And then those military guys, those top eight military guys got a set of those tokens. Oh, that's, let me guess. There was nine. There was nine what? There was nine military guys there. Cause I was no, I, clearly, no. I didn't get one of the top eights. <laughs> no. Yeah. We, we actually, we actually had, um, cause I still have the note here. Um, two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, wow. 15 military guys. Um, well, hot damn. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I gave those, we gave those out, um, to those top eight military guys, um, for, for showing up and, and, and doing as well as they did. So everybody got a set of those generic order car, uh, command cards and then those top eight tokens. So huge shout out to Jay and the work he put in for me, um, to get that, that done and sent out to us, um, in time for that event. Um, awesome. then the, the wonderful dudes at six up supply. I mean, oh yeah, you can't get an event without six up cannot recommend those dudes highly enough i mean go get they, your force flask yes those things are so awesome um i got yeah. one lvo it was the like r2d2 one oh, super cool yep. i still got mine over to the side here <laughs> super cool um so yeah they sent us a tournament kit they've started they, they make these tournament kits i've got some of their tokens in it for 64 players um it comes with a uh, trophy um and uh, yeah and i and I got that. And then I also additionally ordered for the redemption bracket, one of their new Kyber trophies. Um, it's got like, a light it and like Oh man, it was so, so cool. Um, and so I ordered one of those for the redemption bracket. And then I got my judges um, just like judge, you know, thank you for coming and judging. For oh me. yeah. Judge promos for sure. There, Yeah. I got their, um, I got them some name badges um, from six up. Oh, like, is that where those came from? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Those yeah. were neat. Yeah. And they both were like, these are super cool. Like these are, these are awesome, you know? And I personally, I think I'm going to get myself one as well because it's nice to like put your name and your discord on there and they're magnetic. So you just clip it on there. There's no pinning. You just magnetize it. Boom. It's on your shirt. There it is. And it makes it easier for people to be like, Oh, that's you. Oh, you're that person on the discord. Oh, sweet. That's awesome. So I put their discord name as the big one because that's where people would mostly know them as. And then I put their name small underneath it. So, um, six up a little guys. bit cooler than the, the stickers, you know, hi, my name is hot and tasty <laughs> or something. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Um, Hello there. and so, um, so yeah, the big, big thank you to six up supply. Um, and then, um, Let's see. I think last but not least, last but not least, was the Dork Shop. Um, it's a, um, it's just a small little store down in Mansfield, Texas, just underneath the Metroplex. Um, they don't have like gaming space for events or anything like that. It's literally just a store, and they sell minis. Um, they order stuff in. I had reached out to several stores across the Metroplex about trying to do some kind of like price support. 
um, just local surprise support to just support the community. Um, and they were the ones that reached out and were like, yeah, we can, we can get some stuff for you. And so they actually gave us, um, a bunch of the cards from the, uh, store tournament kits. And so we had, ah, okay. Um, it was, was the one that ended up on the bounty board. Yes. Oh no, no. So those, those were, those are from, uh, those are from Griff, but some of those were on there, the smaller ones, not the terrible. Oh, okay. Um, some of those were on there. They were, uh, we gave it like a bunch of the like top eight um, cards and stuff like that. And like the redemption winner got the Boa Fett foil. Um, and so a lot of people uh, eyeing that one. Yeah. Um, and so, um, so big shout out to them for, for supporting us and stuff. I sent them uh, a, a bunch of uh, LSO swag that FLG had like some shirts and a mat and stuff like that. as like a thank you to them for, oh, that's neat for supporting a local, uh, local um, event. Um, but yeah, so then on, then we had a bounty board um, that John Griffin and I have kind of been trying to work on and get getting going up um, officially with AMG. He's he's in talks with them on it, um, but he has all these tarot cards from Worlds, and he sent me um, a stack of them. And I was like, I I was like thinking I'd get like one or two of each card. He sent me ten of each card, and there's three for each faction. So I was like holy crap, man, like this is a fat stack of cards. And so that's what we used for the bounty board. And, I, and players had so much fun with that. I'm a huge proponent of the bounty board. It keeps people engaged as they play, you know? And it's funny because like the first day people are playing and they're not really paying attention and then games end and they're like, oh, oh, I got that bounty. Oh, hey. And so like, yeah, well, somebody would hear somebody else talking about bounty board. They're like, oh yeah, there's a bounty board. And everybody start yeah. looking at their phones. Yeah, I got, yeah, uh, yeah uh, one bounty each day. So yeah, first and yeah. second day was nice. Yeah. And so like, and so then you come up and I made it open to where like, cause we had all those cards there. So like you got a bounty, you went and you checked with us, we marked it off so that you got it. And then you got to pick whichever card you wanted. You know, it wasn't like, here's the one thing you got because you have all the factions there. Some people play things other than, more than others. I didn't want someone to be like, cool, I've got this Count Dooku and I only play Empire, you know, like, <laughs> so I was like, pick what you want. Like it's open here, grab what you want. Um, so huge shout out to John for sending me those because um, I think players absolutely love those. I think that was a huge draw. Oh, yeah. Um, and we reset the bounty board the next day. Like we got probably 75% bounties claimed the first day. We had 20-ish. And then we just reset them the next day and opened it back up. And yeah. people just kept, started claiming right off the bat. Um, and then um, and then AMG, I mean, making us World Open Qualifier, the first one in the U.S. was huge. Um, Thank you, AMG. Yeah, yeah, really, really cool, um, really cool kit that they sent us with all that. Um, those cards in there were, oh, they're so cool. Um, it's funny because they have top eight faction cards for everybody, right? And <laughs> we only have three CIS, so like round one, I'm going around, I'm like, congratulations, you made top eight. Congratulations, you made top eight. <laughs> they're like, what? No way, you know, like super stoked. And then there's the same thing with Shadow Collective. Um, we only had seven shadow collective players. So I was like, congratulations, you made top eight. And they were like, <laughs> what? what? Like, you know, one of the, one of the I think it was Sean. Um, Get wrecked empire. <laughs> yeah. I think it was Sean as I brought stuff around. He was like, what really? And I was like, yeah. And then like, I came back around and gave him something else that was shadow collective top eight. And he was like, dude, I love this. <laughs> He's like, you just keep bringing me cool stuff. I'm, I'm okay with this. Like, <laughs> That's pretty much uh, what we've come to expect for the uh, Legion convention experience. So if you yep. haven't checked it out yourself, you're missing out. Yeah. And then, um, and yeah. And then the raffle system was, was an idea that I came with last minute when we had to pivot to doing redemption bracket and having that cut, you know, and potential people mm -hmm. dropping 
like, how do I keep people engaged and wanting to play? And I came up with this system because um, Amazon Prime Days happened right before this. And I there was like, I got a, uh, a Shatterpoint box, a um, Clone Wars Pandemic box. Um, oh, that was from you. Oh, dude. Yeah, Thank you yeah, so much the, for bringing that. Yeah, the, uh, the deck building box and then all of those extra Legion units that were just out there. I just yeah. got those on Prime Days um, uh, for discounted prices um, as just additional prize support. And then came up with the system of using tickets um, for um, a raffle draw. And essentially it was no matter if you won or lost, you got a ticket and you were in mm-hmm. the raffle. Um, if you won, you got a blue ticket. I was just marking them with a highlighter. Mm-hmm. Like You got a blue ticket. If you lost, you got a red ticket. And we put them in a separate bags. At the end of the first day, we just drew one red ticket. Um, and the red ticket player got to either pick the Clone Wars Pandemic or the deck building game. Um, those were the two options. And so both fantastic games, really, yeah. really fun. Um, and so, um, so they, so I think it was Kevin actually got the uh, Clone Wars game um, that uh, that first day. So he picked that one. Um, and then the next day, and every every round you played, you got a ticket. So it wasn't just like, oh, you here you are. Like, no, every round I was like going yep. to people, like giving them tickets. Like people were coming to me. I was giving tickets out. Um, so by the end of it, you were guaranteed to have six tickets of blue or red one way or another. Um, and then at the end of the second day, we drew the second red prize, which was the the deck building game at that point. And then we drew the blue prize, which was the Shatterpoint core box. Um, and so drew that one. And then I put them all together and a bunch of the um, the Legion units that were there and just extra cards and like prize support that was just left on the table. It was just up for grabs. And I was like, everybody got something it felt like. So yes. Yeah, I, and I would, I would say that out of everybody, everybody there, cause we only had like three or four people like drop and not show up day two. Um, I would say like a good 75% of the field got something in the, in the raffle, which is what I wanted. I wanted people to like have fun. Yeah playing and coming back in and, and like and many players were just like they were eager for that raffle ticket you know like they were like they, they finished their game and be like i don't care i'm red he's blue this is how it is and i was like cool, <laughs> you know? um and i had several players just come up to me like be like man this, this raffle system like like i want to win something you know like i'm huh? I'm, I'm eager to win something you know you, so, you, you tease uh, mini gamers with uh minis and games <laughs> it's fish in a barrel dude <laughs> yep, can't, can't yep. lose Yep, and so so that I feel like that was a that was a really uh, fun system. Yes, it was a lot of work on my part to like make sure people got tickets, you know, because um, I tried to wa- keep an eye on game uplink as games finished, and um, I'd go to those tables and give it to them, um, or it got to the point where people would come find me. Both opponents would come find me, and they'd be like, "Hey, this is where we are," or like one would come get me, like, "Hey, I want you know my opponents over there," and they'd take the tickets over. Um, and I, I think it was, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was, it was a great time. Um, overall game uplink worked beautifully for us. Um, those guys just do a fantastic job with that software. So it was my first time using it for an event, uh, as a player and it was fantastic. It took so- a little bit to kind of figure it out, but it's very intuitive and I have nothing but, uh, praise for it because yeah, holy cow. Yeah, yep. that was like, oh, there's my pairings. There's my, my opponent's list. Here's all this stuff. And I'm on it right now looking at my opponent's list from the event because I can go yep. back and, you know, take a look. And it's yep. not like I was keeping notes. Yeah. <laughs> the, and the, and the, biggest, the biggest thing that I, like, I just tell people is, like, make sure you select who wins at the top and mm-hmm. then um, verify your match. So, like, usually if you lose a match, you're like, womp, 
you know, like you're not really wanting to like submit that you just lost. So usually the winner is the person that's jumping on and like submitting the list. Well, you, you as the other players still have to jump on and verify that they input everything correctly. Um, and even if they didn't, you can come tell us. And we're, I mean, it's a quick fix. It, it takes no time at all for us as admins to be like, oh, yeah, boom, here, fix, done. There you go. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Fantastic event, obviously. Uh, are you doing it again next year? Potentially. Um, if Patrick wants to run it, I, it's totally um, balls in his court. If he wants to run it, then I will totally support him and jump in and do that. Um, if he says, you know what, go for it, you know, we'll keep, we'll do it like we did, then I'm totally game for, for running it again. Uh, now that I've got, I've got one under my belt, like I, I get how it, I understand how it works now. Um, and so I would, I would totally be down for running it again, but at the same time, I'm not like power hungry. And if Patrick wants to run it, then I will totally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So he's obviously, he's burning real hard for that, uh, (laughs) accruing all the power of the, uh, you know, having to be responsible for running, running events and, you know, riding herd on a bunch of cats (laughs) slash gamers. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, yep. I, I uh, this is definitely one I'll be trying to make again. I would love to make it every year. And thank you very much for making it such a positive experience for at least myself and uh, hopefully everybody else that attended. Yeah. But uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up there. Thank you again, Zane. Yeah. Mr. Hot and Frosty, you can find him on the Discord or maybe calling to see if he's got prize support for next year. <laughs> But if you have any news uh, for the show, you can hit us up at legionoutriders at gmail.com or by the Facebook page slash legionoutriders or out in the world. Are you uh, are you on any of the other socials there, Zane? Um, on I'm Insta, on, right? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. Um, I have a, a painting page on there called Frosty's Figs. Um, it's just Frosty's underscore figs. And I just put my um, just put my stuff that I paint on there. So. It's not the the OnlyFans is also Frosty's figs, but yes. it's yeah. different. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That one's called the figs of Frosty. So. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Uh, and of course, you can find me uh, streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash captain underscore archer or on the Discord as the same or as Outrider Matt. Thank you again, everybody. And we'll see you next time, Outriders. This concludes the current episode of the Legion Outriders podcast. You may cultivate a tactical advantage by observing the Outriders on Facebook or Twitter at Legion Outriders. Wisdom advocates subscribing to the podcast. Acting otherwise is reckless.